What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Washington Football Talk Podcast. There's not much to talk about, really. Pretty quiet. Quiet couple days in the, in the life of the Washington football team. Except that's complete and total bull****. The starting quarterback decided to go to a strip club party. And no, it wasn't actually a strip club. It was a mega strip club at home, like a DIY kit for strip clubs. Um, not exactly an intelligent decision. Certainly a selfish decision. We're going to dig into that and a whole lot more. Oh, by the way, the Washington football team might have a chance to clinch first place in the division the first time since 2015. A lot going on, a lot to discuss. We're going to do it the only way we know how. Right here, Washington Football Talk Pod. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees? Check. Loaner cars and free car washes? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman, Kia of Alexandria. Let's ride together. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Mitch Tischler, Pete Haley, we're all here. We are brought to you by the good people, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. We don't hope you do the same thing. We expect you to do the same thing. Damn it. That's where we're at. It's week 16. The quarterback's on Twitter with strippers, and they're trying to win a damn football game. So it's time to get down to business. Um, listen, not to mention, arguably, the greatest podcast interview we've ever had. Maury Povich. <laughs> He's a legend. He's an absolute legend. We got an interview with him, and it was incredible. We're all pouring six fingers if they win this thing. Listen, and that'll make more sense. At least uh, six fingers. Yeah. After this week, it might be 13. Two hands. Yeah. Um, let's start where we need to start. Reaction to Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Peter, you start. <clears throat> well, I mean – a lot of reaction there, but um, I like how you said selfish. It's stupid. It was surprising, especially for somebody on such thin ice already, considering he had already had one COVID protocol violation. He had been benched. He had been told by coaches and players and everyone around him to work harder, to commit more, to be more mature. And he had told us that he had learned and been become more mature from the past couple months. And then you see those pictures, you see those videos, and you realize that most of that was probably hollow. Uh, he told us today it was his girlfriend's birthday. Who cares? It shouldn't have happened in the first place. Um, this year, especially. Uh, Washington. I don't want to limit. I want like your initial reaction to the news. Not all the real or perceived contrition that has happened since the news. My God, how many times does this kid need to be told how to act like a pro? And how hasn't it gotten through his head yet? Because... The entire Washington team, as far as we know, no one else has had any COVID violations. Dwayne is now up to two. It's Dwayne two, everybody else zero. 
what the hell is he thinking? That was my initial reaction. Yeah, my initial reaction was, um, I think Mark Twain had the quote, it's better to keep your mouth shut and appear dumb than or stupid than to open your than to open it and remove all doubt. In Dwayne's case, it's better to not be on social media and not be partying at a DIY stripper party than to post Instagram pictures and remove all doubt to your immaturity. I mean, that's all we've we've seen instances of it over the past two years. The selfie gate, I think Pete, did you write a blog about you know, you rolled through all the different things. Yeah, run through all those, Pete, if you can. Yeah, let's roll through all of them. Yeah, so <laughs> let's, let's, let's rate it on a scale of zero to what we now know. Because what we now know is a, is a 12, let alone a 10. Yeah. All right, so first we have Dwayne Haskins taking a selfie in week 12 after his first ever NFL victory. Sorry, not after, before after, yeah. as in during, as in someone else had to come kneel down on the final play instead of him. That was his first sort of inkling that, okay, this kid might not be ready, but hey, he's just being enthusiastic. Uh, it turned out it was kind of a harbinger of things to come. Uh, good use of harbinger. I think it might be harbinger, though. Um, I don't know that. I could be wrong. Mitch is often good with weird words. I'm going that's a six. I'm going with that's a eight and a half because, like you said, it was, it was a harbinger of what's to come. I would say seven. Um, how the hell are you taking a selfie with fans when the game is not over and someone else needs to come in and finish the job for you? Okay. Um, so, you know, fine, whatever that happens. Then I kind of fast forward. Good finish to the year. Productive offseason. This is going to work. He's got a new coach. Everybody's happy. Well, week one upset. Hooray. Then falls apart in Cleveland. And then after the Ravens game, caught bragging about his stats. I threw for 300 yards. He's really happy in the podium room. And that apparently pisses off Ron that you're just talking all about yourself and your team is lost. Your coach had to fight through cancer on the sidelines and you just care about your numbers. As far as Ron's concerned, that was a 10. Yeah. Because he was benched three or four days after that. Not just benched, moved to third string. Sorry, completely demoted. Can we give our guy Michael Phillips credit for maybe the best Twitter line I've seen in a long time that this uh, DIY party Dwayne was G-string to third string. Yep. <laughs> pretty pretty uh, great line. Except he's going to start. So let's go fast because this might be an extra. Because here's the part in all this is we have to talk about this game. Right. Just completely a second-class citizen compared to all this other nonsense. Sorry, I'll fast forward through the rest. And by the way, it's December 23rd, just shy of 8 p.m. Okay, so the rest since then, Haskins fined once for violating COVID protocols during the trip to New York. Uh Probably, maybe, we think, asked for a trade during the trade deadline, wasn't actually moved. Um, the And then just... Sick. Don't forget how sick he was, Pete. He was very right. sick. Very right. sick. And then... He was very sick. Throughout his entire tenure, old coaching staff, new coaching staff, just a general wondering if he's dedicated enough, if he prepares hard enough. So all these specific instances fall under the umbrella of, is this kid someone we can trust. I hate using the word kid, by the way, because he's only a couple years younger than me, but is this player someone we can trust to be the face of this franchise? Pete, there was a time that you, that you were making a bunch of mistakes covering this team slash being on the podcast slash writing for the website. However, you always a good writer. What was that? He was always a good writer. Uh, yeah. Whatever the Haskins has a big right arm. Right. Yeah. 
everyone's got their everyone's got their positives. You overcame them quickly and are no longer and they're no longer issues. Yeah. And, yeah, we give Pete a hard time, but for the most part, no longer an issue. Sure. These Dwayne things, every time that he makes these declarative statements or does something where you think, oh my God, he's turning the corner, the other shoe is about to drop. The other Jordan one is about to drop. The other G-string is about to drop. This this is just incredibly stupid and incredibly selfish. And it's in it, it's there's no longer a discussion on is he immature, is he messing up? Like he's publicly admitting it. Don't come at me and ask why I'm not covering X or Y. Like this kid came out and apologized on Twitter and then did whatever he did with us. He demanded to speak to the press because he wants to speak directly to the fans. Like, that's cool. I bet that's how you felt today. But in three weeks, don't do some other dumb Like, we're past the point of, oh, man. Like, and honestly, not me, because I've been calling it out for a little while now, but a lot of people are to blame. Like, there are people in that organization that thought he was doing a good job because he was looking at the iPad on the bench next to Alex. Like, what the fuck are you celebrating? That's what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you, you wonder how somebody gets to the point where they just brazenly break COVID when they're celebrated for doing simple. Shit. What are we doing here? You're and- a NFL player, act like it. And and any sort of discussion of like, oh, find somebody that can that can meet him on his grounds to, to elevate his game. No, man, like we participation trophies are over over and that's how the nfl works the nfl churns through guys like that we've seen guys come in really good if he was really really good maybe they'd figure all that other out but listen you can there are plenty of people that the sycophant army is out there that makes the case that he's great and has just been because he's had to churn through coaches and all these other things right okay you want to make that case but he's never displayed greatness he's had some pretty good quarters he's had he's had the the last two games of 2019 were pretty good there's potential but at some point production outweighs potential and and that's kind of why i want to pivot to the decision to keep him um i reported 100 people reported they weren't going to cut him i get not cutting him and i guess i get not suspending him because you need him they don't want to start Taylor Heineke. They don't want to start Steven Montez. I don't think they're going to get to start Alex Smith. I, prove me wrong on that. But when I saw Alex today on Wednesday, he was doing the exact same amount of things I saw him last Friday when they ruled him out, and that was nothing. Pete, did you see him do anything? He was throwing passes and not moving uh, while every single other player was stretching and getting ready to practice. So, no, he wasn't doing anything. I, I, listen, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I, I think – Alex's right calf muscle has a huge amount to do with Dwayne still being on the team. And I think anybody that doesn't think that is probably being a bit naive. What do you think about the limited designation from practice today? It struck me as a little bit of gamesmanship, I think. I don't give a anymore. I don't know. You trust his calf? No, uh, but I also have said, going back to the beginning of the season, I am out on the business of doubting Alex Smith and, I think to me, last week at the podium, he taught he they made him available. He didn't say any declarative statements that he expects to be out there or or anything kind of along those lines. This week he was a little more bullish on it. I tend to think we're gonna see Alex at least give it a go out there today or Sunday. It'd be great if they could have I I don't know. It's um I hope Alex can play. The problem is 
if you get Alex that you got in the first half against San Fran, you got nothing. You're right. better off. You might be better off with Montez. We don't know. But that – Alex is a really good quarterback. He's done it a really long time. That version of Alex doesn't help you whatsoever. You're better off with the woman in the picture with Dwayne than you are with that version of Alex. She could throw it back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. There have been they lots of COVID. Playbook. What's uh, that? Yeah. There, every, I just, there's so many things we could do throughout this pod. I'm going to try to keep them limited so we can keep proceeding. There Strip have been other players that have had COVID protocol violations along the way. There aren't a lot of players that have had two this season already. There's not a lot that are dealing with a head coach that's immunocompromised. I mean, I think that, that – and the fact that all of that is is that Ron has to swallow I – don't, I don't know if it's pride or, or whatever it is – and keep him active because you can't punish the other 52 guys on this roster for right. what he what he did. And Can the I- punishment that we saw, the $40,000 fine and the, and the, the stripping of the captaincy – captaincy might be nice nice one yeah might be what it is right now i imagine that the real punishment is going to be whatever happens after the season and there are a lot of people that wanted him cut now i understand why he wasn't i kind of think he's gone at the end of the season i'll just go back to what he said after the niners game very emotional in that presser happy to be back on the field he would say i would say the biggest growth that i've had has just been as a person. And then this offseason on June 10th, he discussed how he wants to be a man about his business, both on and off the field, wants to answer every question about immaturity. And here we are six months after that, a couple of weeks after how apparently thankful he was to return, and he's still doing the same stuff. So I'm like, I'm with you, Mitch. I think Ron was screwed either way. He's just going to deal with it. He's going to keep Dwayne around to ensure that he can hopefully beat the Panthers. But as soon as the season's over, He's going to review all the crap he had to deal with with number seven and be like, screw this. You're out of here. I don't care about you anymore. So it's like a temporary getting along with. And then as soon as the season wraps, adios, amigo. So I want to point out two things. And I I think you guys agree with me, but if you disagree, say so. Um, I don't care at all what Dwayne does. Like in a normal situation, if he goes to that party, good for you, dude do whatever you want. Like you're a young single guy. Right. And if that's your girlfriend's birthday party and it looks kind of wild and you're having fun. Great. Just don't, don't drink and drive. Like you got a party bus. You're all set. Like I, I, I truly don't care, but every other dude on this team is living by these NFL protocols and they're all doing it. So they can keep having a season. Clearly Washington is taking it seriously. I mean, they're one of very few teams that hasn't had an active player pop. You, I mean, you look at what happened in Tennessee and Baltimore and you look at those situations. That was the team. Up. That was a coach. That was an equipment guy. Like the team in Washington, the, the, the coaches, the staffers have taken this seriously. And so for that to happen, I'm just, And I also say this knowing that I have messed up a million times in my life. And when I was 23, I was a train wreck. Like I I was just, um, you guys know me pretty well at 39. Imagine me at 23. It was, it was a zoo. So yeah, it's tough that he's this young and has to deal with these kind of measures and, and everything. And his life is so out in the open, but like, that's tough. I I asked him last week. If he felt like being an NFL player, that's part of being he said, life is hard. You have to deal with it. Like, dude, life is hard. You have to deal with it. And, and 
I'm just done with the apologies and I'm not calling him phony. And, and we were there on the zoom tonight when he was clearly upset and, and really low on himself. And I hope he's okay. And I hope he moves forward. But like, I, I just don't want to hear it for a while. Like it, it's like you have a buddy that just keeps screwing up and eventually you're like, dude, okay, man, just, you, you don't get to come over anymore. Like good luck, but I, I, just, I don't want to hear it. And Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. You know, and I don't know what the time like that. Watch what they do if he's still on this team next year extends into infinity. I mean, into for two, three more years. Like, it's not I like I don't think he's on the team. I, I don't think I agree. I, I, I was asked this a bunch on radio. I think look at how Ron handled Trent and Dunbar. Like, he met with those guys, it went poorly. He didn't cut them, he didn't, he didn't react irrationally in the moment he like knew he was over it but still took his time to make the decision to to best help the team and i think that's what he's doing with Dwayne. i think in his mind he knows what's going to happen but it doesn't help the team right now it, i don't know if you guys read it the same way but yeah it's ron dragging him dragging the team with him in it across the finish line here it's ron trying to do everything he can to keep these guys together and, and moving forward i will echo jp saying when we were his age we did stupid stuff but i'll also look at the washington football team's roster right now Dwayne's 23 cam curls 21 he's handling this chase young's 21 we haven't heard any violations from him gibson keith ishmael Kalik hudson deron payne tim settle steven sims james smith williams isaiah Wright. they're all the same age as Dwayne, and they haven't had any issues they're following the rules and for some reason Dwayne has tripped up twice and I don't know what the difference is. And I would like to ask Ron why he thinks Dwayne just isn't listening and following all these other rules that every single other player is handling. But clearly two things, something's not connecting in his brain where he thinks he's above it all and just continues to kind of step out of line. It's a great point. Like there are lots of young guys, one, able to handle the COVID protocols, two, able to step in and play good, like play well. Like the sycophantic army that exists for Dwayne Haskins is just perplexing. Um you feel like we covered that? I feel like we could just keep yelling, but like, I think he's also going to start this week. I don't yeah. know. I um, hope he doesn't give up a strip sack. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wanted to talk about Ron. Um, I'm not surprised by the decision because he wants to, his, his job above everything is to win and you're selling your team out. If you cut them or if you suspend them, if you can't play Alex, and the players know that too. I think if you have to point to anybody as the biggest hypocrites in this situation, it's the NFL. But what's new there? Like, I mean, the league, what long before COVID has made inconsistent decisions time and time again. And what we do know, this is Wednesday night, like Pete said, Dwayne has also passed three COVID tests already. So unless one of the unless one of the people at the party you know, test pot. I, I don't know. Who knows? Clearly he messed up. Right. But they're, they're making him. Here's a real question. If they practice inside on Thursday, like, may, like many of us expect, cause the weather's going to be bad. Is Dwayne allowed to go in the bubble? Cause he's not allowed to go into meeting rooms. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Here's what I want to talk about with Ron. And I'm kind of just going to say this. And I don't know that 
Ron listens to the podcast. I'm guessing he doesn't, but I know plenty of people over there do. Um, I get your frustration with us asking about Dwayne, but you don't get to decide what we ask about. And this is the story. And your starting quarterback had a brazen violation of COVID. And there's a lot of questions related to that. And I'm sorry if it's annoying. And I know you're focused on week 16 against the Panthers, but that's our job and that's your job, dude. So I had, I came into that zoom presser a little late. I had no idea what had transpired. Um, but like, we got to ask those questions. That, that's, that's the gig. Um, what bugs me about that is that it's not like we were even asking like salacious questions. Like, uh, you know, when did you find out? What did you tell Dwayne? When did you call him? What did you think of each video? It was, how did Alex plan to this? Can you clarify the plan that you and the NFL have worked out? Um, you know, do you expect any punishment from the league? Like it wasn't even that critical of him or, or, you know, digging too deep. It was pretty standard stuff. And after five questions, Kime was one word into his next question, which wasn't even going to be about Dwayne and Ron flipped out and didn't scream, but spoke very intensely about how the focus is on Carolina. Do not ask me any more of these questions. If you do, I'm getting up. Let's not talk about what's interesting. Let's talk about what matters. He just kept going and going. And I, I agree with you, JP. I'll be interested to see what he does on Thursday if he gets asked about it. Because uh, if Ron wants to get up and leave in the middle of a presser, that's going to look a lot worse than just giving like a no comment in response to a Haskins question. Yeah, and it's – um. So you guys know, like I just got a new phone and within less than 24 hours, I was convinced I lost it. I was searching around a gas station parking lot looking for this phone. And then uh, I had the radio on in my car and I hear B Mitch throw to the Rivera sound. And I'm like, holy. So then I run into the car at at that point, Kerwin texts me on my other phone. Hey, I have your other phone. So all was, was safe. But by the time I pull up the damn zoom, Kime's getting yelled at. I'm like, what the hell? And then they asked me what's they asked. I'm like next. Or, and I'm like, all right, well, clearly I, that can't happen. Um, that can't happen. Just for Ron, for Ron, uh, like for us, it, it sucks. And it's, and, and we have to keep asking about it for Ron. He, he did a good job of shutting it down because he didn't really get asked about it after that. So his little outburst worked for what he was trying to do which was probably not answer questions about this at all. And Scott Turner did the same thing. He answered a couple questions and then, and then was able to, to move on. And it's, it's, it's 100% should, would be and slash should be a distraction. I think in these COVID times, the fact that we're not in the locker room and not able to ask every player, you know, their reaction, all these different you know, How many players off the record would be telling us him that right. that's so unfair? But Ron's going to go in that locker room and he's going to use this to galvanize the team. Hey, they're all oh. talking about all this, you know, S on the outside. Doing that with or without us in the locker room. Right. This is going to be a rallying cry for this team, 100%. Right. I, I, Pete and I were doing uh, our gambling video Good. earlier. We're trying to win. <laughs> Pete and I were doing our gambling video earlier, and that's what I brought up was that all the, you know, for the football team, it sucks that they have to, in some ways, deal with all these outside distractions, but for the actual act of playing football and, and being in the camaraderie and the team, this is going to fire them the F up. They're going to like, they're going to go out there and they're going to be ready to go. And Ron and the coaching staff are going to use every bit of this to, to bring these guys together. Yeah. I expect like the defense to especially just be super aggressive and want to take their frustrations out on Carolina. So 
Yeah, Ron's attitude with us is going to make for maybe some dicey interactions in the future. But in terms of block out everything, don't ask me. I'm only caring about Sunday. I think that's going to mesh quite well with everybody on the roster. Well, I kind of think point, it was on purpose. I, I kind of think that was – I don't know if it was planned, but it wasn't a surprise. To that point, if Dwayne starts, which, JP, you think is going to happen, and all this stuff has been happening all week, do we get pouty Dwayne on Sunday or do we get – fired up focus Dwayne who knows That's, I mean I think it's a legit he question because started playing well last week after he threw his second interception because he told us he got mad Mitch just can be mad at the beginning of the game well, he's gonna have everything in the world to be mad about some, on Sunday what makes you smile is brought to you by Dominion National for anyone that needs dental and vision benefits I have a one-stop shop for you teethkeepersave.com TeethKeeperSafe.com offers dental and vision benefits for everyone with plans starting under $7 a month. Don't have benefits through your employer? Are you self-employed and need dental and vision benefits? TeethKeeperSafe.com has various plans for individuals to choose from. Visit TeethKeeperSafe.com today and enroll in minutes. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Uh, let's talk about Alex. Um, you guys think he's playing? What do you say in his presser, Pete? <clears throat> he said, you know, still some of the standard stuff, but he said he felt good on Wednesday despite not practicing. He is uh, progressing. He's moving forward. Let me pull up some of the quotes real quick because I wrote a story that will come out Thursday morning about all the other quarterbacks. Um, Alex. For me, I'm absolutely planning on being out there. I felt like today, Wednesday, went well. I've still got some treatment to get and keep going. Then it's on to tomorrow. And I asked him, does the importance of Sunday matter? Is it on your mind as you rehab? And he said, yes, absolutely. You're doing every single thing you can. We're exhausting everything. But um, that desire doesn't necessarily mean your calf is all of a sudden just going to obey you and uh, not seize up as soon as you take a snap. So uh, if I had to guess, is Alex playing? I would say no. I'm probably 60-40 Dwayne, Alex. And like you've touched on, JP, I think keeping Dwayne around, not suspending him or punishing him further is sort of a clue that Alex is not as close as we would all like him to be. Yeah, I, I kind of think Alex is at minimum going to give it a go uh, Sunday. Maybe it's just in warm-ups to see how it feels because I guess he has a baseline now, you know, from, uh, from Arizona where he went out there and saw how it felt and saw what the, saw what the play uh, result was on the field. So I think he's going to go out there and at minimum give it a, give it a test on, on game day. I think he's going to go. I mean, I think he's going to first offensive snap. I think he's your center. I think he's your uh, quarterback under center. All right. I, I, I don't know. Um, last week I didn't think he was going to play. I, maybe I'm closer to Pete 60-40. Um, I would have loved to see more activity today than I saw. Like, am I on mute? Am I frozen? No. 
Um, even, even Antonio Gibson today, which I wanted to talk about, was kind of going in 11 on 11. And then they pulled him out to work on his orthotic or something. Let's hope it was the orthotic and not like rewrapping the toe. But uh, I don't know. I, you're better off with Dwayne if Alex isn't right. I, I know that. Um, and this is an absolute must win. It's, it's crazy. I, I, yeah. Which makes I, Dwayne's choice all the more mind-boggling. Like, you're getting a second chance to command a playoff team. The starter is banged up. Just hang out by yourself on Sunday. Tell your girlfriend, you go do your thing with your friends. Come back over after. We'll hang. We'll chill. I can't be there. And, and someone asked. A good I, I think it was Nikki. I think it was Nikki had a really good question. Like, where she was like, Dwayne, when you were at the party, was there ever a moment when you're like, man, maybe I shouldn't be here? It was Heather. And she was like, what went through your mind when you walked in and more people showed up and more people kept showing up? Did you ever think like, this is probably not the place I should be? And he kind of just mumbled and didn't really directly answer it because it probably wasn't uh, going to be a good answer. But that was a really good question to, to hit on because like, okay, a couple of friends, sure. But you organize this, you set this up, you, you hired people, you, you reserve the room. And it never once crossed your mind to think, uh, maybe this isn't the best thing. Ron Rivera said, I want my players asking themselves every time they make a decision in COVID, is this helping the team? Dwayne did not ask himself that question. No, good question by Heather though. Also, I'll say this and I'm not defending Dwayne. I don't think, I don't think he set that up. I mean, I, I bet his credit card was how everything was paid for, but I doubt he did much setting up. All right. Well, you think he set that up? I don't know. Well, I like I'll just say, who cares? Who knows? But all the girls wearing Dwayne Haskins shirts just makes me think he was he was leading the charge. Pete, you just wait till Kim has a bachelorette party and every girl's wearing a Pete Haley shirt. <laughs> they can wear shirts. We get kind of size for that. We're also not getting married. We've talked about this. What if what if they all just wear Mitch at uh, Oktoberfest shirts? Well, that's what my sisters want to wear, apparently. Oh, no. An easy Christmas present, Pete. Chill. Chill, son. Um, you brought it up. Don't tell right. him that. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Um, all right. I think we move on to uh, Chips. Please. Yeah. Um. All right, I want to thank Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. I want you to do the same thing. Uh, go check out Bob Biaggi, Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC, right on Route 1 in Alexandria, right there at the Wilson Bridge. Um, Mitch, you got lines or you want to do over-unders? I didn't send the tweet out. We're just going to come up with our own. Yeah, I got lines. Uh, actually, kind of interesting. Um, this morning at 10 a.m., uh, the line was Washington minus 2.5. Over-under was 44.5. And since then, the line just dropped a full point. So Washington is now only minus one and a half. Over under is still 44 and a half. I kind of thought that. QB related? What's that? Dwayne related? I kind of think it might be. I I honestly thought it was going to go the other direction because once I thought the two and a half line was assuming that Alex wasn't playing and Dwayne wasn't, was going to be suspended for the game. And they were doing that two and a half line with, either Steven Montez or Tyler Heineke, but Dwayne wasn't suspended. It sounds like either he or Alex will start the game. And now the line's down to one and a half, which is interesting because Carolina Panthers are the best underdog in the NFL. They are six and one against the spread as underdogs. 
They've lost seven of their last eight games, but they keep pretty much every game tight. They don't, they don't lose by more than a touchdown, more than a couple points, uh, including to uh, uh, the Saints. I believe they lost 28-27. Um, they played the Chiefs 33-31. Didn't they just cover against the Pack? They covered against the Pack Packers, but, but they lost by eight in that game. Um, but they played a couple really good teams, the, the best teams in the AFC and NFC, to within a point or two. So um, there's certainly a lot of uh, a lot of intrigue about potentially taking um, potentially taking the uh, the Panthers this week. Well, Mitch, let me ask you this: I'm looking at points, but I'm looking at a bunch of different places. The juice to lay the points with Washington is through the roof. It it. Looking at five different sites, it's at the at the it's minus one twenty, all the way up to minus one thirty four. So points bet has minus one hundred five. Washington minus one and a half, minus one hundred five, which leads you to believe typically lines are minus one ten on each side. Yeah, being yeah, minus yeah. one hundred five, that leads you to believe that it's pushing more towards Washington minus one than it is towards Washington minus two. Right, which it's somewhat. It's already on that track, right, compared to what it was this morning. I'm pretty sure I was just looking at the money lines. Sorry about that. You definitely were. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> yeah, Washington is minus 120 on the money line. Um, I, so this is 100 chips since we're do, you want to do spreads and stuff now? Yeah, yeah we'll do 100 right. chips. Tell okay. MGM how much we love them. I mean, we love MGM as much as JP loves the F word and Mitch loves his dog Carver. We couldn't love them more. And we appreciate them. Do you think people would be alarmed by how I speak in like non-recorded situations? No, because you speak the same on recorded situations now. I still dial it way back. Yeah, you curse enough. Um, Taylor at heart. I love MGM and I'm going to make my pick right now. The pick is in. Every ounce of my being, every ounce of my scar-tissued Washington area person's being wants to say they're going to collapse the giants are somehow going to win and it's going to come down to week 17 and this is going to be just another wasted opportunity but i think that defense in the burgundy and gold is going to be so pissed off and they're going to eat the panthers alive and i think the offense does just enough and hell maybe just enough it's just seven because defense might shut these mfers out i'm taking 100 chips nice and simple because i'm in the lead washington minus one and a half Mitchell, you getting right. funky? Only, yeah, only because I'm in a situation where I have to make up uh, a ton, yeah. a ton of uh, like an old batch of collard greens. What's that? Just dropping science, man. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so only because I'm in a situation Boy, where I need to know that lyric. We'll be very excited. I just said it. Catch up a lot. I am going to take a three-way parlay. Okay, I'm gonna get my laptop up here. With Washington minus one and a half, the under of 44 and a half, and the over of three and a half catches for one Logan Thomas. Where are you getting the three and a half number? That's b- banana land. What, in the first quarter? On All the right, first quarter? I'll take the over of whatever the number ends up being. I would, I will guarantee it's between 13 catches. Hold on. Did you just try to make up your own number and set it at three and a half? His numbers so far this year are three and a half, three and a half, two and a half, two and a half, two, three, three and a half, three and a half. They're 
two, two and a half. They're all right around there. Okay. Well, if that's how it is on Sunday, then I'll let you have it. I'm not, I'm Sorry, fine. I'll just take whatever the number is, whatever the number ends up being. It's going to be between three and a half and four and a half. For Logan Thomas catches yeah. after back-to-back weeks of 10 average. Yep. Well, if that's the case, we might have to hypothetically call somebody. We'll see what it is, but I'll take the over of whatever his catches is. All right. That's your three-way parlay. 100 for 600, I believe. JP? It doesn't help me in this game, but I don't care about this game because it's all fictional. I think I think Washington wins. I think they win outright. I'll lay the point and a half. Um, match me. Want to maybe consider an adjusted total that I can find you on Sunday, like a? Oh, no, no, no. I just want to bet that they cover the regular spread. You know what I like, Pete? You always love to chase these exotics, and sometimes it hits, and sometimes you're looking for your stimulus check. Uh, yep. All I try to do is pick winners, man. I just try to pick winners. You're right. It's hard enough to do it once. Why? Why make it harder on yourself? So I respect. Hard enough to do it once. What's the four P play this week? I haven't done my research yet, um, but I will let you guys know on TikTok. Of course, follow me at Pete's Player Prop Parlays. Well, I'm sure you'll get it done on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so I'll be looking for it. On oh, you Saturday. think I'm not grinding on these? I'm definitely going to get them done. I might have one for Saturday's triple header and Sunday's slate. What's the I- current record of the four P play? Oh, and one. <laughs> my Carver, my Carver guarantee parlay is Arizona and Cleveland this week. Sold. All right. Carver uh, stamp of bark of approval. Carver bark. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that people can't see the zoom and they might believe that that was actually Carver barking is kind of awesome. so realistic. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together. All right. uh, Over-unders. Give me... Would you say Washington quarterback? Sure. Yeah. So Arizona is basically as middle in the middle of the pack as you can get passing yards allowed wise. They give up 248. Did you say Arizona? Sorry. I was looking at Arizona. They're right above Carolina. Carolina gives up 248.2 yards per game, basically right down the center of 32 defenses in the NFL. 
Dwayne last week, what, 298? Uh, Did you see Grant's stats that nobody's ever thrown 55 passes and had that little success? I think it was just for this year, but yes, I saw those. Um, Don't tell the sycophants, though. The, Wait, I'm what, sure was the, what was the stat? Me. I'm not worried they'll, about they'll it. They'll blame it on Scott Turner for calling for sideways passes when maybe Scott Turner doesn't necessarily trust this guy to do more than throw sideways passes. I think we should point out that how many was it? 55? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say Roethlisberger normally throws around that many. He threw 40 passes and they did jack squat on Monday. Sure. I'm not exactly sure it's relevant, but it's a good point. Um, <laughs> you're right. So what do we set the number at? Just set it on the set it on the exact number. 246 or whatever? 248.5. I will go I'm, – I'm fading myself. I'll go over because I want to say under. Okay. And I'm going to fade JP. I'm going to go under because I think that it's going to be under this week. You guys should both fade me. I'm going to say under because I think it's going to be such an easy matchup in the third and fourth. There's no incentive to throw the ball. Yikes. Yeah. Um, are we now just saying Washington running backs? Because I think we, we got to do Washington running backs too. We don't know who's playing. Head quarterback. We don't know who's playing running back. Uh, Washington running backs. I'm going to throw out 110 yards rushing. That's a great number, JP, because the Panthers allow 108. So I'm cool with 110 right there. I'm going over uh, 110. Mitch? I too will go over 110. I see your overs and I match your overs. Triple over on the RBs like we were last week and we all hit. All right, I think I think we're making a Dwayne Haskins specific one, but we might have to. You know, like when you hit a ball that's like a little shaky on the right side, might be on the street, might not. You hit a provisional. Yeah, I think we make a Dwayne Haskins turnovers, and then we need a provisional over under in case Smith plays. What if we do over under players to take a snap on Sunday under center? I don't like that because I think there's a chance Dwayne just starts. Right. I'm saying, but Logan Thomas jumps in for a special play or Alex and Dwayne play that gets you to two, or maybe Dwayne just takes all of them and you get one. If you like it, Pete, do you like that? <sighs> Pete doesn't seem moved. I'm okay. not really moved. Let's do over under Haskins 1.5 turnovers. That's what I wanted to do. As our, as our first drive. Um, so here's what I was thinking. Haskins turnovers, 1.5. I'll go over. And then, I'll go under. And then our provisional is sacks. Okay. QB sacks. cumulative sacks. And I'll set that at three. That's Washington football team defense sacks? Yes. Okay. Now, that's without looking at Teddy B sack numbers, but I'm going to do that. So the Panthers give up, on average, 2.1 sacks a game, which is another sort of in the teens. That's fine, but not great. And Teddy – right, so Let's make it two so it's on the number. All right, and I checked Teddy's rushing. Two I'm looking sm- real quick. Teddy's, Teddy Bridgewater has been sacked three the last five games. Three, four, zero, one, two. Also, I think two is a little low. I think we'd all go over. Let's put it at three, and we can predict a push. Too. Okay, so I'm going 
Over on Haskins, I'm, I got him at two turnovers, and I'm going, ooh, so it's three sacks? Yep. I will go F it. The way this game plays out in my mind, I think there's a legitimate – we talk about how wide is the road, right? Are you on the little road, the curvy road on the side of the mountain, which is pretty hard to maneuver? Mm-hmm. Are you on a, the Audubon? I think there is a – I think there is like a Route 50 driving to the beach, no traffic, legitimate road. Now, there's some stoplights. Things happen. But I think it's a legit road where you're allowed to go 70. Chance to Washington blowing this team out. I think they are going to come out so incredibly fired up between Ron playing his old team, all this Haskins nonsense, everything going on. So I will go, unfortunately, I'll go over on the turnovers and over on the sacks. I am going to go under on the turnovers. And I think, uh, unfortunately, JP, as I'm sure, as I know that I have found out, and I assume that you may have, when you're driving down 50 on the way to the beach, there are a lot of police officers on the way to, sure. to stop you up. Um, so I don't know really what that relevance is because I'm also going over on the sex. Mitch, really just dropping some irrelevant stuff here. That's okay. Um, I'm going to go under on the turnovers. I think the uh, – Coaches will be pretty conservative with Dwayne, and I think Dwayne might be conservative himself after this week. He might not want to risk, might not, might not want to make Ron mad on the field as he has off the field. So I'm going under the turnovers, and I'm definitely going over the sacks. We haven't even talked about – I think Ron will – while with us, he totally dismissed the Carolina revenge narrative. I think on Sunday at like 1245 when he addresses the team for the last time or whatever time that happens, he say – these people fired me. Let's go make them regret that. Let's go bury these people. And Chase Young might get three sacks on his own. So way over sacks for Washington. I think, you know, my favorite line when I get very, very angry and I say F these MFs and sure. occasionally F these MFFs. Yep. Or I don't even know where the extra F is. I think yep. Ron might have a speech like that. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's going to dial them up and they're going to be super ready to just crush Carolina. But my one thing, you can't let them hang around like Pittsburgh did in Cincinnati, where Cincinnati got a pick. They're high stepping on the sidelines. They're they're getting in the Steelers' faces. This is a young team with nothing to play for. If you let them hang around, they're gonna start getting cocky and feeling like, all right, let's just go win this. But if you can somehow and gasp, maybe get a lead in the first quarter and then slowly build that, then hopefully the Panthers will fade away. Also, I think this Panthers offense is a lot better than people are necessarily giving them credit. Um, I like both wideouts. Uh, McCaffrey not playing helps. Um, but Panthers are better than I think we're expecting. I, I think that's important. I, I think, think they're one of those teams that's better than their record shows. Yeah, and I think they're really good at covering, which maybe is stupid because I just put all my chips against that. But um, I just think Washington's going to win this game. I really do. Uh, Benji Betts, I know Pete gets yeah. – well, Mitch has been kind of flirting with this thing for a couple of weeks. Keep getting a little close to it and then and then falling away. So go ahead. I got this week 27-17 Washington. I was going to be in the same neighborhood. I will go. I'm not trying to be a DV here. I'm, I'm going 26-17. I just think it'll be a weird number. You can have it. Pete Haley is going 31 to eight Washington football team. Wow. <laughs> like 
There might be kind of a sketchy safety from Dwayne and then a random touchdown with a mixed extra point, but then the defense is going to take over. I like it. All right. I want to thank Orsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. Once you do the same thing, check them out, OrsmanVA.com. All right, we're about to get to our Maury Povich interview, which was really, really spectacular. Um, He did two podcast interviews in one day, us and somebody else who company really don't belong in. Um, but I, I do need to get to the bottom of something with you two. Last week for the podcast, Pete sent out a tweet yep. that was like, hey, new podcast is up. Uh, we covered these two things and some wacky zing. I don't know if you can pull it up, Pete, or not. Yeah. Um, do you have it? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Let so me- Pete sent this tweet. So here's what happens. Our, our great podcast producer, uh, Jason Murphy, does an incredible job of turning the pod and he texts the link to us. So we get the link and then we usually tweet it out. Here's what um, I said. So Pete, Here's Pete the game. Give me a give me a timestamp. Uh like 9:45ish maybe. I mean, if you're looking at the tweet, then it have a timestamp. Dropped it when I tweeted it so the time's gone. But here's what I said. Here's the post game pod. What we thought of Dwayne, what we think of WFT's playoff chances moving forward and what the hell was that camera Fox was using during the broadcast? Find all of that here. So I tweet that. I feel good about it. I, it sells the pod pretty well, right? And then I check my timeline a little bit later. And I see the phrase, was that camera Fox was using? And I said, wait, did my tweet just go out? So I look. Here's Mitchell Tischler's tweet. Here's the postgame pod. What we thought of Dwayne. What we think of hashtag Washington football playoff chances moving forward. And what the hell was that camera Fox was using during the broadcast? Find all of that here. So the only thing he did was add in a hashtag and he copy and pasted everything. Mitch. Why did you do that? It was hold a on, great tweet. Oh, 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 oh. Well, hang on. There's more questions. Pete, you can't like you're you're the defendant or some shit. Like you okay. got to let um, I'm the lawyer. Okay. Um so Mitch, what exactly happened last Sunday night? Like what happened? Was that you who sent the tweet? Yes. Was that me who sent the tweet for my own account? Yeah. We're just covering our bases here, man. Yes. Pete, it was a good tweet. I liked it because you teased the camera stuff, which we talked about. I had a good picture of the camera guy that I wanted to post. Oh, that's the you other had thing. a crappy picture that went with yours. So I decided to boost yours up a little bit. Um, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. I do not be- believe Mitch's explanation whatsoever. Pete, do you believe it? No, I believe Mitch maybe had some bourbons after the game. It was a long day. And he just said, oh, here's a tweet. And he copy and pasted it and added a hashtag as he's wont to do and sent it. Here's my theory is that he meant to just copy the link to the podcast and then just copied the whole tweet. But your theory is debunked because there's a hashtag and he changed the picture. So there right. was some effort there to make it his own. Mitch, my question is. I wanted to not- post it with as little effort as possible. And I wanted to post the pod. I thought Pete had a great tweet. So I just copied then, it. Do oh, really? you think he had a great tweet or was it just as little effort as possible? The combination of the two. Quote <laughs> tweet me. That's no. someone's tweet. Nobody clicks I- through to the quote tweet and then clicks to the link. So what does a quote tweet do for you? What the what the the, the very smart people will say is that putting the the podcast out on Twitter does nothing anyway. It's all about sure. subscribers. Sure. Whatever. Um, I think <laughs> I don't know. I liked Pete. What was your tweet? Uh, what was your tweet about 
you want you you ask Twitter what you should do about my copyright infringement. I just got plagiarized. Should I sue him? And then a bunch of people said, no, he's your boss. You can't sue him. Which they make a good point. And I replied that I'd be happy to meet you in the 7-Eleven parking lot to work all of this out. And if that's the case, you can have the damn tweet and it's this is all over. The matter's closed. Should should you should you do anything to right this wrong, Mitchell? No. Pete, should he do anything to right this wrong? I think you should give me 20 bucks so I can put it on my next PPPP. Mitch? No. Uh, you know what, Pete? I'll put 20 bucks on your next PPP, on your next four Ps. If it hits, we split the winnings. F yeah, baby. I love it. Okay. The matter's done. I drop all charges. A settlement has been reached, which is just the second most notable set settlement. I signed some NDAs. Yo, also, I don't know that I should do this, but I'm just going to do it. Who cares? Um, I think it's I think Washington has a very flawed strategy right now, and I have no idea what this new settlement with owner Dan Snyder is, but your strategy can't be, oh my gosh, this stuff was happening, it's awful. We had no idea. And then boom, there's something that you're directly implicated in. So maybe more information will come out, but this I, I think as upset as the organization was about this Dwayne Haskins stuff, I think it was a very, very opportune time for owner Dan Snyder for all of this to hit the fan. So his stuff hitting the fan, listen, because who's going to be the quarterback for a playoff team is always going to be a bigger deal than a legal settlement in 2009. That's just how the news world works. Yeah. Yep. Glad you guys are coming out on a limb with me. Appreciate it. I'll just stand out here. On my own. I'm holding the limb. Uh, from the from the stronger limb on the other side of the tree. No, no, no. you're shaking on the, the tree. Yeah, you are on the base of the tree, Pete, with like a pinky on the trunk of the tree. Like, oh look, I'm here, and bitch is actively blowing, trying to blow me off the limb. Yeah, Pete's and the guy that's that's trying to hold the ladder while drinking a beer, like not even paying attention to what's happening over there. Oh, he's good up there. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, let's go to Maury because it's electric. Maury. Maury. You think we actually get to play golf with Maury? God willing. I think so. I think there's a local, he plays at a local club and he seemed to kind of dig us and I think we can make it happen. Strong, maybe. All right, enjoy this. If I made it this far, I have a beer. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. 
beyond big. This is a huge <laughs> thrill to welcome on Mr. Maury Povich to the Washington Football Talk podcast. This is this is a Mount Rushmore guest, gentlemen. This, this there's oh, wow, McConaughey, wow. Kevin Durant, right. Dale oh, Earnhardt wow. Jr., wow. and Maury Povich. I, I mean, wow. I'm being serious. That's that's the list of celebrity Washington football fans. Maury, thank you so much for the time. Um, how excited are you to, to be watching this Washington team? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it's very, very exciting. And thank you very much to uh, the NFL Sunday ticket because uh, I watch every play. And uh, it doesn't matter where I am. I've got it everywhere. And uh, unfortunately, the only bad thing about it is, is that I usually play golf on Sunday. So then when the weather was good, uh, and, you know, 2018, 2019, you might not see me uh, in front of a television set. But this year, I haven't missed a game. And uh, I'm very, very encouraged. Encouraged specifically by Ron Rivera or how they're playing? Or, or well, what yeah, has changed Rivera, for you? Rivera, first of all. And I say that, uh, you know, if we, if we go back almost 20 years, I mean, I, I was very good friends with a couple of uh, Washington football team coaches. Uh, I'm very friendly with Steve Spurrier, Mike Shanahan, uh, and, and they ended up, those ended up being dark days for us. And so uh, I think what the, the, the tone and the attitude that Rivera has set is, uh, you know, light years from what we're used to. Certainly, I think it's changed dramatically, especially, you know, the last decade or so with, with Bruce Allen in charge. Um, can I ask you this on a maybe this is a more personal level when yeah. when when our producers tracked down your publicist and such and said, hey, we'd love to give you get you on this goofy Washington football podcast. What, yeah, right. what was your initial reaction? <clears throat> my, my initial reaction was if it was two years ago, I would say, why? I have nothing to talk about. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think because of the enthusiasm and I just think I represent the fans, the, the enthusiasm we have now uh, for the team is is it's infectious. If you had to buy one jersey or, or who do you enjoy watching the most? Who's your favorite guy? Well, uh, I mean, you know. You know, I, I, if I had if I had to guess, I mean, I used to say I used to say it was Kerrigan. I th used to say it was 91. But, you know, I'll go 90, 99 now. I mean, I, I, there was is one thing that has really pissed me off in the last 24 hours. And, and that was that Montez Sweat being left off the Pro Bowl team was just the worst miscarriage of justice. Uh, and quite frankly, as much as I love Chase Young, I, I think Montez Sweat has had a better year. Entirely agree. Is there a guy, does he remind you of anybody that you've watched over the past however many years you've been a fan of this team? Who, Sweat? Yeah. Or uh, Sweat? I, I've never seen anyone uh, that agile, that big, uh, with hands uh, that, that, that are that good and, and that coordinated. Um, yeah, I mean, and and I watched him last year, and, and I said, you know, he's he's not having the year that you expected of him, especially because, you know, of the of how quick he is. But I knew he would grow into the role. Uh, I I knew that, and and the one thing I can say about Young is, 
there is no doubt that he is allowing other players on that line to be better because of the attention every opponent is giving Young. Did the loss to Seattle uh, shake your confidence at all or dampen your enthusiasm about the last two games here and then a possible playoff run? Or, or are you viewing that as a, you know, the backup quarterback they battled and it doesn't really change your, your opinion? Well, t- to me, uh, the most important game of the year to me is, is Carolina. Uh, I think if they, if they win Carolina, it doesn't matter uh, what's going to happen in the last game because I think the Giants will lose again. And uh, I think the Eagles can't make it. And uh, and since we have the, uh, you know, since we've beaten Dallas twice, I'm not worried about them. All you have to do is beat Carolina, I think. Um, next, let's say on Sunday that happens, the Giants go down. Uh, there's a victory over Carolina. What's your Sunday night celebration looking like? Is, it, is there anything special being opened or, or any type of uh, festivities going on? Well, instead of four fingers of Johnny Walker Black, I might have six. <laughs> that's how we celebrate too <laughs> we drink a lot of hypothetical bourbon on this podcast especially oh, okay. over the past I, five years well, or my, so. my son is a big bourbon drinker uh, he went from woodford to some uh, bookers i think have you ever heard of bookers or something i don't know that's Going good from stuff woodford. yeah he's got yeah he's got expensive taste that kid <laughs> so what was what was going on in the povich house after the steelers game well, uh, quite frankly, I, I called two of my buddies and uh, who are as rabid fans as I was, and, and we were in shock. I mean, you know, I, ne- I never expected that. And yet now I can understand it. I mean, the Steelers, to me right now, are a, uh, you know, they're hollow in terms of what they used to be. I mean, I mean, quite frankly, I bet them last night. I should have never bet them last night. <laughs> so, did, uh, so did Pete. Maury, right. Maury yeah. I'm, I'm three out of my last 24 bets. What the hell am I doing wrong, man? Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll put it to you this way with all your people, okay? I have a guy who used to bet all the time. And this was his, this was his uh, number one play. Any home team who's a 10-point underdog or more, you take them. Yeah. Double-digit well, home guess- underdogs, always. Is that right? I mean, that's that, that's what he said. I mean, that's what that's when you load up. And guess what? I went the other way last night. <laughs> so I've been there. <laughs> did you did you put any bets on the Washington football team this year? Uh, anything you know, before I, the season? I, I, I've never I've never really done that. Uh, I've had the opportunity even in the old days because there were times I would be in Vegas, uh, you know, before the season began. But I've I've never bet season bets. Uh, I'm just a, a game to game better. And, uh, you know, I'm into a lot of if betting now, if you know what that means. You know, if one team sure. wins, then you put the money on the next team. That's something but, that we should uh, teach Pete because all Pete really? does is bet parlays. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, no. Not, My not 16 parlays, parlays really? just crazy. Pete, Pete, come on now. That's like just, the old cards. That's the old cards we used to have. <laughs> he, he also Five likes teasers. Teasers. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> just started a TikTok uh, where I give out parlays. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, <laughs> go right on ahead. I'll, I'll give you some winning parlays. Well, you go on my TikTok. I got like a million two hundred thousand on my TikTok from the show. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Boy, can I ask you something? You brought up the show. I've been a huge fan of it for a long time. Sometimes you deal with some salacious stuff. 
Yeah. Have you seen kind of the quarterback stuff that's happened with Washington in the last two days? Has that made your radar with Haskins? What happened? I, what happened? I, I don't know uh, what happened. Well, some pictures oh, emerged on social media of him Sunday night after the loss uh, with what appears to be strippers. I don't know the right way to say it. I'm sure there's other right. phrases or whatever. And he has since come out and uh, publicly apologized. He said he told Coach Ron Rivera, he said it was immature and irresponsible. And listen, I don't care what the guy does, but in, the, in COVID times, you can't be at a party right. without no. a mask on particularly no. with what looked like no. was going on. Um, yeah. How disappointed you know, I, does that make you? That, that It's disappointing to me. I mean, you know, and he's done a couple of other things in terms of uh, this season. He's a kid. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I've rooted for this kid ever since we, we, we picked him. And uh, I, I just, you know, I, uh, it, it's very difficult to see a kid who has – really strong arm talent and you would you would think that he would be able to uh, mature the way uh, some of those other kids have in terms like guys like Josh Allen and and, uh, and the others have you know a Murray and uh, those guys uh, because I think the talent is there I mean I think the question I, mean, I think is a lot of, it's a lot going on here I think I mean I, sure. I, I heard I heard a very important remark the other day on Monday night football on the pregame yesterday the, the quarterbacks that are having the most success except for Rodgers are the quarterbacks who can see a lane if they go through their progressions and they can't find anybody open and they're so good in terms of being athletic that they can run get the first down and move the chains and you saw that last night that that Unfortunately, uh, Roethlisberger, who, by the way, I've admired for many, many years. I, I've known him. Uh, he's, you know, he's at the point where he can't do it. And there aren't many, there aren't many pocket quarterbacks that can still be successful. I mean, Brady somehow is being still being successful, but right now you're going to want a quarterback in the future that has that ability. If you don't have that ability, you're in trouble because the defenses are getting so good they can take away three different alternatives. Well, that so being said. In, in that vein, hang on one second, Mitch. Um, we came up with an idea. I mean, some of your favorite, some of the coolest shows you did were when yeah. you would say, you are not, you are not the, you are, <laughs> right, you are not the person, right? You are not right, the father. Right, right. So I wanted to, I wanted to list off some quarterbacks and you tell us if they are or are not the Washington quarterback of the future. Go ahead. Um, we'll start with, We'll start with Dwayne Haskins. No, not the quarterback. Alex Smith. Not the quarterback. Ooh. Kyle Allen. Maybe the quarterback. I'm just saying, and, and by the way, it, it, that could be stopgap as far as I'm concerned. I'm just talking about, if you told me we're talking about the quarterback in 2021, that's amazing. Um, before we keep going, do you watch a decent amount of college football? Yeah. All right. Zach Wilson. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. What about Dak Prescott? That's a possibility. Yes. Yes, I would say yes. Yeah, he, he's the quarterback. Uh, Matt Stafford. 
No, he is not the quarterback because he's, he doesn't have the mobility anymore. I could do this for hours. I don't want to yeah. bore you. So. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, if you ask me about Trevor, sure. He's, he's, he's in that mold. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Matt Jones. I don't think so. Um, uh, Kyle Trask, the Florida guy. Kyle Trask is possibility. Absolutely. I like him. All Trask, too. Trask reminds me a, not a lot, but somewhat of Burrow. A lot to like. So yeah. Ron Rivera's favorite saying is to, or one of his favorite sayings is to be where your feet are. And Washington's in the middle of a playoff chase right now. So we don't need to worry about quarterbacks of the future at the moment. Right. How yeah. far can this team go? I think uh, depending on the, the opponent, the first game opponent, I think if they have a very mobile opposing quarterback, they're in trouble. I think if they don't have an opposing mobile quarterback, they have a chance. And I say that all because of the defense. And I'll tell you, I've got, what I've got to give them credit for are people neither you nor I, none of the three of you or I have ever heard of before this year. Uh, Mr. Curl, I don't think we've heard of him. Ron Darby, I don't think we gave him a thought. I mean, these guys have filled in, not expensive, and uh, uh, they're, having, they're having great years, and, and great years for us because we are so used to a very porous defense. Sure. And uh, I, I think the reason why we're in the top three or four in terms of passing defense in the league is because of the front four. I don't they, they're just allowing uh, allowing quarterbacks to get the ball off sooner than they want to. Uh, an ESPN analytics model has the Bucks as the most likely matchup for Washington in that 4-5 game. What do you think mm-hmm. about Tom Brady coming to FedEx Field? I mean, he, he's not the mobile guy that we're worried about, but that'd be pretty nuts to see Washington square off I, the greatest I, of all I, time. I would, I would, if you're look, telling me about all the NFC teams, I would prefer that team. Isn't that kind of crazy, though, that we're talking? I, I think you're absolutely right. And that's part of the reason I think Washington has to take care of business this week because I do not like the idea of having to go to Philly and no. playing Jalen Hurts and what he's right. doing now in week exactly. 17. But isn't it a little bit crazy that, that Washington is hoping to get Tom Brady in the playoffs? Well – you know, uh, yeah, but Tom Brady's lost what five games this year? Yeah. Uh, so that's not the Brady uh, that the Patriots had. They, they rarely lost five games when he went on uh, into the playoffs back then. So uh, I'll take Brady. I, sh- phew, I, I would definitely take Brady. You want? You want to? Wow. I mean, who are the who who are the other uh, wild card teams? Jared I mean, Goff and the Rams. It could be Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, though. Well, um, I wouldn't want to. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play. I, I wouldn't want to play either Seattle or Arizona. Agreed. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think we played well against Seattle, uh, but you know, I, I don't know what happens to us in terms of the first half. I, I don't know what happens. I'll say one thing. Rivera is the best halftime coach we've had in a very, very long time because obviously they make changes at halftime. And I think the, uh, the, pers- the results of the past uh, 14 games indicate that, that we're a much better second-half team 
And it's because the coaches in their locker locker room at halftime, they're changing it up. Um, Mario, I don't, we don't want to hold you up too long. Right. How, okay. how, how unexpected is this right now that, I mean, you said you kind of feel like you speak for the fans and just as somebody who all three of us have grown up here, like, like you did. I, right. And, and I know so many fans that feel the same way that kind of got rid of their tickets, stopped paying attention, but you can see them buying back in. And I think a lot of it is, is Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, Ron Rivera, but this city also loves this team. So how much fun is this for you to start to feel reinvested? Well, I mean, I'll just put it to you this way. I am so happy. I, maybe I'm one of the few people. I am so happy that there are no fans this year because that allowed me to keep my tickets for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to that many games, but you know, I have family back in, in, in Washington. So uh, I, I've, I'll put it to you this way. We have had season tickets in the Povich family. I'm going to say since about 1947. And uh, I, I started out watching uh, this football team at old Griffith stadium, sitting uh, high in the right field where the old baseball stadium is in the right field bleachers next to a teepee that had a kind of an up small version of the Washington football team's band. And it was right next to the press box, which they, uh, where my father sat and, and rode all those years. And so it was all outdoors. It was, it was a lot of fun. There are a lot of flasks out there. It was marvelous. <laughs> what is your favorite yeah. Washington football team memory? Uh, well, I'll, I'll put it, I'll tell you, it's a personal one. And, and maybe JP, you, you'll get this. When I was at Channel 5 way back in uh, the 60s and 70s, I started out as the first 10 o'clock sportscaster at Channel 5 on the 10 o'clock news. And so in 1971, I guess, maybe, or 72, maybe 73, I'm covering the team and I'm, I've covered George Allen for like three or four years, as long as he was there. And and around 1973, I'm in the locker room one time. And this, you know, these, this is the age of a lot of drugs going around, a lot of drugs in, in the game. And there was a big bottle of pills. And I, and as far as I'm concerned, they could have been salt pills. I, I don't know. So I said in the locker room when George had, had his little press conferences after each practice, I, he called on me and I said, coach, I said, what exactly are, is in that bottle? I see all those pills. And he says to me, Maury, are you with us or are you against us? <laughs> and at that, it was at that moment I said, I think I'm going to concentrate on news and get out of the sports business <laughs> if, I, if I have to declare myself. <laughs> now, I don't know, such J an amazing I don't know, story. JP, JP, I don't know how, how it is today. I don't know if, uh, if coaches get very upset at reporters if they uncover stories that are that, that unfortunately are, are critical of the team. But that's the way George Allen handled things. JP's asked um, a, lot of, a lot of hard questions, but he's never asked Ron Rivera for the contents of a pill bottle. So you haven't seen that way, Maury. <laughs> but going back, Mike Shanahan had the same conversation with the DC media when he first got here. A little off Is the record. Right? Are you with us or are you against us? Oh, wow. Well, but they're all that way. I mean, they're the, they're every coach is that way. And, and Ron you know, Rivera said that earlier this year. He, yeah. he said, 
I think it was, um, he said something to the effect of, I can tell the reporters that understand what we're trying to do and the people uh, that don't get it. He said, yeah, don't well, get it. You know, yeah, that's, you know, that's just gamesmanship. And, and you know, as I'm sure you're a great reporter. And so it, it should wash off your back. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's all part of the gig, right? Um, I got to ask this because this is also the, the fans that have put up with all this stuff. I think Ron and the young pieces they have on this team are so there's so much reason for optimism, but we've seen it all fall apart before. Sure. Do you, are, are you skeptical at all between ownership getting involved or, or whatever seems to happen with this team of, of kind of stepping on their own foot? Well, obviously I, I, I read of Dan Snyder's problems. I, I, I don't want to get into that at all. Sure. But I, I'll say one thing. I, I think Rivera has become Bigfoot. And uh, I think that, you know, he's calling the shots. And uh, I think that Snyder, I mean, it used to be Snyder wouldn't say anything until something went wrong. I don't even think if something goes, let's say they lose next week. I don't think Snyder is going to uh, put his head into it at all. I think Rivera is here. I think he's very happy with his choice. He's probably ecstatic with his choice. And, uh, uh, he's he's not going to. Uh, I mean, he's the owner, uh, and quite frankly, I think they have an understanding that way. I don't think Rivera would have showed up. I mean, Rivera's demonstrated to me that he's the kind of guy that I made a deal. Guy better, the owner better live up to the deal because I'm going to live up to mine. Ron is not going to get pushed around by anyone, and uh, I think that's great news for Washington football fans. Um, I think they're a quarterback away from from really. I, I think so start- too. Starting to I, matter. I, I, I think if you could look at a, a somewhat reasonable free agent next year, um, if they come up, if they come up like Dak and maybe some others, uh, I think uh, you know. I, I, I think you're right. It's a quarterback. It, it, it's all about the quarterback. It always is, but with this team especially. Maury, this has been beyond cool. Um, yep. I can't oh, well. thank you enough for your time. Uh, maybe we do it again after the season and, and we all have a absolutely. cocktail. And I got one more real quick for you. You've sure. hit on some of our favorite things. You've hit on gambling, bourbon. <laughs> we know you're a hell of a golfer. Next time you're, yeah. you're in D.C., we gotta, you got to let us take you out. Yep. Well, maybe I'll, t- maybe I'll take you all out. Because I'm, okay. I'm a member of Woodmont, so we'll all go to Woodmont. Oh. Absolutely. I love so, it. <laughs> So got 84 on the South the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah. Good for you. Oh, that's great. Says the guy with a three handicap who's like, I've shot a 66 there probably. <laughs> well, actually I haven't, but because <laughs> the lowest scores I've ever had, and there were several, was 68. And, and you talk about the South course. I have stood up on the 18th hole of that South course at Woodmont, which is a par five. And I, I was six under par going into the hole. And I finished four under par. I double bogeyed the par five, one of the easiest holes on the course when my hands are like this. Maury's my partner for when this match happens, by the way. I'm already claiming him. You got it. Okay, Peter. (laughs) Maury, can I say this? Chase Young's favorite way to compliment somebody is he calls them a dude. Like when we asked him about Ryan Kerrigan, he's like, man, Ryan Kerrigan, he's a dude. Ask him about Ron Rivera. He says, man, Ron Rivera, Coach Rivera, he's a dude. I'm saying this with the utmost respect. Maury Povich, he's a dude. He's a dude. Thank you. 
That's the highest compliment because I did one other podcast today and it was uh, my biggest fan of the show and his name is Shaquille O'Neal. And so Shaq Shaq said, he says, I'm ending my last podcast for the year and you're my hero. So (laughs) I like to be called a dude. That's for sure. (laughs) Maury, thank you. Um, Please. Anytime. Good to, um, good to talk to you, JP, Mitch. Thank Peter. you so much. This is the yeah. coolest thing ever. Happy <laughs> holidays. Happy New Year. You I, too. I hope Washington wins, and, and we're doing this. Oh, so do I. So do I. And, and six and, fingers. Yeah, very good. I'd love a oh wow, six fingers of black labels. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> See y'all. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Let's ride together.